Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hello. Hi, Desi. Hi. Welcome. Our top story. (laughs) Our top story (laughs) is something that had me on the edge of my seat and sick for at least a day. And that is um, Tux the Cat, the ordeal that this poor cat went through starting on Sunday, uh, I think into Monday, I well was into Monday. sick over this story, Desi. Absolutely sick. And I am so happy that yesterday we found out this story had a happy ending. I had already said to myself, I don't know how I'm going to get through the week. No, we need to start from the beginning for anybody who was not aware of this story. So on Sunday, I saw a tweet by a man named Palash Pandey. He told this story about taking a lift to take his cat Tux to the vet. And when he got out of the car and walked around to the other side to get the carrier, the driver drove off. He was pounding on the door as the driver drove off, yelling at him, and the driver just did not stop. And then Palash contacted the driver through the Lyft app, and the driver at first like didn't respond to him, but then totally was like, I don't know where you're I don't know what you're talking about. There wasn't a cat in this car. I would know if there was a cat in the car. I'm allergic to cats. I wouldn't right. have, he the driver completely just like gaslit this guy. Right. He's like, I wouldn't have even picked up this, you know, ride if, if I knew there was a cat involved because I'm allergic. And the Palash was like, no, I was literally taking you dropped me off at the vet. Like I'm literally taking my cat to the vet. He was in your car and you just or she was in your car and you just drove off with her. Also, what does that even matter at this point? The cat was in the car. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? His allergies don't even matter at this point. Well, the driver, the driver's response was bizarre and infuriating. And so Palash took to Twitter pleading with the public to help him get his cat back. Yeah, because he was trying to contact Lyft. And if any of you have used any of these kind of apps, it's almost impossible to actually get in contact with someone. With a person. Yeah. Uh, you have to go through basically questions. It's like, it's like I don't want a refund. <laughs> I want my fucking cat. I take my cats to the vet in Lyft almost every time since I got rid of my car. I think a lot of people do. A lot of people do. I mean, this story is... This story terrified me and infuriated me for like on so many different levels. So he was eventually able, obviously everyone I knew was tweeting the story and yelling at Lyft to fucking do something. So finally Lyft did, to their credit, hire um, private investigators or Lyft investigators to just basically search for this cat. And I was happy to wake up Monday morning and see that the Lyft investigator had found Tux near a realty company that was really shortly 
short down the road from where the vet was, where the drop-off, where the incident happened. And Tux was found out, like, she was found loose. Like, the cat carrier is still missing. Right. The investigator said he saw the cat on, like, the stairs, and obviously she ran because she was probably frightened, and they were able to finally get her. Um, He said that she was a little dehydrated and had some fleas from the incident. Palash. Palash, yeah. The owner. Um, But other than that, she was uh, fine, probably a little scared from what had happened to her. And Lyft said that they would be paying um, for the vet bills. Uh, But I want to know what's (laughs) happening to this driver. I need to know what happened here. We haven't seen any update from that. I'm so happy that they're that the that Palash was reunited with with Tux the cat. I'm so happy. That's the most important thing, first and foremost. But I agree. I want answers. I want to know what the deal is. What what the hell is wrong with this guy? Why would you like do this? Like there was a very simple way to handle it. Stop your car (laughs) when he forgot something. Yeah. And you wouldn't have to deal with the animal. Like, I don't get, I think I saw something where he said he was frightened or something, but that still doesn't make sense. Well, because Lyft contact, allegedly they contacted this driver at some point during this saga and one of the, like the CEO from Lyft was fielding all these angry tweets and Look, people were rightfully outraged because people wanted to know, what exactly are you guys doing? Why aren't you showing us the driver's route? Like, why... Right, why, or what passengers were in the car after, Yeah, too. Like, you could contact them and say, hey, did you see something? No, I meant he was frightened. In his text, initial text, he said that he drove off because he was scared when the guy was, like, yelling, stop. Right. Which is, like, he obviously forgot something in the car. Like, that probably happens all the time. Not a cat, but like a phone or whatever. I just don't understand what would possess a person to not only drive off with the cat, but then take the cat out of the carrier and dump them. Like, that is evil. I wouldn't doubt, like, like, I've thought about this a lot, trying to think of what his mindset would be, and I bet he thought it was better to leave the carrier open in a way, like I mean, it is, I guess, so the cat could at least like fend for itself. But still, I mean, <laughs> so it's the just, whole thing is crazy. It's like, just like maddening, and I was so stressed about this for like as soon as I read the story, I was stressed, and then I didn't have any peace until I woke up on Monday morning and saw the happy update. Yeah, that. Palash had been reunited with this cat. No, I when I saw the initial story, I was like, God damn, I'm fucking stressed. Like <laughs> it was it was literally I like, why did I see this? Like I cannot like go on. Like I'm no. and I was so worried. I was like, we need a happy ending, or the world like the world needs a happy ending. Here. We need this. We uh, need this happy ending. And I'm so glad we got one. I am curious to know more about what's gonna be done. In regards to the driver and what Lyft is going to do right? in regards to keeping passengers and their pets safe. No, I agree. Like I, there should be some protocols in place. Or maybe you, you say, I'm with my pets I'm when really, you get the Lyft, yeah. right? Like so they know. I know a lot of people have had bad experiences in the past with rideshare drivers for whatever a number of reasons. I'm really lucky I haven't had any of that experience. The most 
frightening experience I've ever had in a rideshare was someone driving erratically, but I'm really lucky. The one time I did leave something in the car, the Lyft driver drove into the back into the parking lot of Dodger Stadium where he dropped me off oh my God. and brought me my sunglasses back. That was so nice of him. I mean, the, the bottom line is it's how the company handles it. You can't help maybe if you get a bad apple of a driver who does something like this. Yeah. It's how you handle it after the fact and maybe what changes you make so it doesn't happen again to somebody. We want the company to be accountable. Yes. Um, other top story. Man crashes SUV through police station while blasting Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. I saw this. <laughs> this is incredible, this story. Wh- I'm sorry. Where did this happen again? This happened in New Jersey, of course. Wow. Um, this is from a local uh, New Jersey station, K-I-R-O. The story is so funny. No one was hurt, so we can all have a nice little laugh. A man who crashed his SUV into a New Jersey police station earlier this month while blaring Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle on his car stereo <laughs> is finding himself pretty tied up in legal woes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he thought, he, he, thought he, he could do something here. Look, if you're going to crash your car on purpose into a police station, he picked the perfect soundtrack. I like for this guy, it is still like 1987. Yeah. It's still 1987 <laughs> because he gets out of the car because we see the surveillance footage of it. He gets out of the car and he kind of does like, doesn't he do like the yes. devil's horns? He does some, he does some moves. He's not, he's proud. He is getting charged with criminal mischief, um, a weapons count, I guess, using the car as a weapon. Uh, and there was another crash that happened before uh, that he's facing some um, charges for. The first crash was um, he drove into the garage door of a home um, who they suspect that he knew. I don't know why they don't know. That, that's not clear yet. I, <laughs> I guess they suspect that he knew him. Okay, wait a minute. This guy... So he was harassing that homeowner. This, it was like a... This guy has a history of using his car as a weapon. Well, this all happened in the same day. Oh, okay. Well, that, so he uh, was on a little rampage of destruction. <laughs> He's got an appetite for destruction, does he? He does. He's got an appetite for destruction. <laughs> I don't know why that makes the story less weird that this happened twice in one day. Was he turning himself in? <laughs> um, so I have a question. He was in the squad room. What? I like how they said he stopped in the, squ- the squad room. I was like, I feel like he got stopped. <laughs> What was the song he was bumping when he drove into the other person's house? It does not say. These are the details. If we were running the news, we would always have on hand. That would be the first question I asked this guy. Not why did you did it? Why did you do it? But why? What song were you blasting at the first incident? Now, when he did go into the police station, he, there there is video of him putting his hands in the air, celebrating while the song played. <laughs> <laughs> that I want to see. <laughs> it, it is a it is a very fun song. You ca- you got to get in the mood. Even the cops were probably like, "Okay, this is badass." <laughs> no way. They they did, I don't think they saw the. I, I don't I don't know. I, I I this is what's wild is we don't have. It sucks that we don't have the audio with the surveillance footage. We need the audio. Because Someone needs to like how redo like they need to put the audio over. The Here's surveillance. like one image of this guy. 
yeah, he's got he, his hands he's up. He's got his hands in the air. I l- absolutely love that Guns N' Roses is still inspiring people. <laughs> I mean, when <laughs> you hear day. Welcome to the Jungle, you kind of want to fuck shit up. Yeah. It's like the world is fucked. Let's go. Um, so, sort of like when you hear Limp Biscuits break stuff. <laughs> It's egging you on, man. Every song, ha- every generation has their song that's sort of about that. Yeah. For sure. Maybe not this generation. I, haven't, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can think of off the top of my head a song in the break stuff, Welcome no. to the Jungle realm of let's fuck shit I up. don't, I agree. I mean, Olivia Rodrigo's not going to cut it. Not for me. No, that's we need not something. The, that's not the right genre. But if anyone knows of a great um, current song, yeah, that's like, hey, on par with Welcome to the Jungle. I feel like there isn't one, and that's why everyone has to go back to the classics. Well, <laughs> we honestly aren't the best people to judge that, given that we're still listening to like Bobby Brown a new edition in 2023. That's true. But I do, if you if there was one, I bet you we would have heard it we, by now. <laughs> we like to break stuff. <laughs> we like that genre, at least. This one someone sent us, uh, I, I missed it when it came out, but the Phillies have denied entry to a man's emotional support alligator at Citizens Bank Park. This guy, this is from Huffington Post. This is very Phillies- fan i'm sorry to say hey <laughs> hey look i i respect it but it is very it is very philadelphia their fan base is wild what look i'm rooting for now that the giants um look we know we we knew we've known for a while they they were shitting the bed but now that the giants are officially out i am um rooting for the phillies the thing i like about the Phillies, and I don't love them because they're in my division. But I feel like every player on the Phillies is like, yeah, that's a Philly. They have like a vibe that is very Phillies to me always, and I respect that. Um, I also respect their fan base because they're out of control when they're winning, and I love it. I love to see it. They're one of the great fan bases. Those e- those <laughs> Eagles fans, the, the Philadelphia sports fans in general, are wild. Yes. So I'm not surprised that this guy showed up to the park with a five-foot-long gator and expected entry because it is his emotional support gator. Uh, unfortunately for him, he was turned away because people might accept an emotional support guinea pig or a dog dog i'm talking about like un- unusual emotional support oh <laughs> do I, you know what i mean like a bunny i don't know i here's here's my opinion i'm not one of those people that gets all up in arms about people who have unconventional emotional support animals i don't even care i i just don't care like if you think someone's emotional support animal isn't valid but I understand why people would be freaked out by an emotional support alligator because it's an alligator. It's a fucking alligator. And that could be dangerous. Well, this guy, the guy, the alligator's name is Wally. He's called Wally the Gator. And his adopter is a man named Joy Henny. And they have a TikTok together. They hooked up in Florida. A friend in Florida asked him to help relocate this gator. 
And he took him into his York County home, and they've been a happy pair ever since. So, I'm sorry, the owner's name is Joy? Yes. That's a man? Yes. J-O-I-E. Is that how you say it? Joy? Joy? I have no idea. I have no idea. He says, he's, he's like, yeah, of course. I've never met an alligator that will not bite you. You fool around with them. Their instinct is to grab you. He does not do it. So you he, can reach in there and rub his tummy. <laughs> Sorry. So he he admits that alligators generally bite people, but he's saying that Wally's different. Oh, he says you can stick your hand in his mouth and rub his tongue, and uh, he refuses to close his mouth. He says, we don't know why. Well, <laughs> maybe that's just for him, his owner. He also says Wally likes to give hugs. He likes to give hugs. <laughs> I, I, he's defending his gator. I, he, he said that gator helps him with his depression. Oh, I, I don't doubt that. I don't Pets doubt that. help with depression. And I do agree that animals are animals can do a lot for people with PTSD. They can do a lot for people with anxiety or um, other disabilities. And so I'm very sympathetic to that. I just think that you have to understand that people might be a little bit... Look at that gator. I mean, I think he's cute. I do he's li- cute, but that's pretty big still. It's, I do understand why people would be anxious and why the ballpark would be like, that's an alligator. You can't have that here. Well, there's for sure a fine line between helping those people, but other people exist in the world too, and they can't be scared. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you're in a big, huge stadium. So the last me- thing we need is a gator on the loose. Right. I mean, and who knows how, what if Wally has anxiety and he doesn't want to be at a ballpark? That's, That's a very lot of true. stimulation. And that could make him aggressive. Bite, right? Yeah. Uh, interesting. But I will say, um, I am always happy to see an animal places. I'm always happy and not in a stadium. I could see enjoying seeing the gator. I would, in public. I would enjoy seeing it, but a little part of me in that kind of environment, something that's so crowded and so stimulating, I would get a, have a little bit of anxiety, not for myself, but for the animal, feeling like, are they having a good time? Yes. Um, I do like, I respect this guy taking this gator in and making him a pet, if that was the only option, though. Taking him in his home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the gator needed help. I'm not not pro take them out of the wild as a pet, but if that was the only option, then good for him. Um, So the other weird story, which is always funny to me because it's like, uh, it's funny to see people be shocked. People are losing their shit at Pamela Anderson going to Paris Fashion Week and not wearing makeup. Did you see this? Why? Because I feel like in the past several years, she's been makeupless for a while. Yeah, I guess they are shocked that she would show up to this um, big fashion and slash beauty event, but I like it, and people are now calling this the natural beauty revolution uh, that has begun. What show just, was she at again? I don't know. I don't know that. I thought she was at a few, because I've seen a few different outfits. She was just at Paris Fashion Week in general, but I'm just thinking of the one show, that one picture that was going The yellow around. dress? No. Oh, the suit? It was the suit. The she suit. was at a handful of shows, it says in this article, so I don't see the specific one with the suit. So people are like... People are happy about it. They're really happy about her not wearing makeup. I think she looks chic. 
I like it too. And I think, um, why? Like, um, why? Why are I don't understand? Well, there was sort of a sad aspect to why because she she revealed this. One of the people who was really so impressed by her is Jamie Lee Curtis. By the way, she's oh. like, it's so courageous and brave. Um, she said that when her makeup artist Alexis Vogel died in 2019 after battling cancer, and that's when she started going makeup free. Okay. Sidebar. Yes. I was obsessed with the Alexis Vogel infomercials. (laughs) Did you watch those? I knew the name was familiar. I was obsessed. Did she have a skincare line or a makeup line? It was a makeup line. And I always, I mean, I was like young. I was like a teenager or whatever, like a young teenager when these commercials were playing all the time on TV. And I was obsessed with it because her whole thing was like, my biggest client is Pamela Anderson and my signature look is Pamela Anderson's smoky cat eye. And I always wanted to know how to do Pamela Anderson's smoky cat eye that was her signature 90s, early 2000s makeup look. Yes. And this is what Alexis Vogel was, that was her signature. And so she sold a makeup kit. That was smoky eye? It was an entire huge kit that was Ooh. that you could recreate this look with, Ooh. and I, th- she would have these infomercials. She would have these long infomercials, and she would like do makeovers on a variety of different like regular everyday women, glamming right. them out and beating their faces. And I was obsessed with it. And then I get the kit, and I look like a raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> Because I can never do a smoky eye. I wonder if you can still buy one of her kits, probably on eBay. Or maybe they're still selling them. Maybe, because they still sell like Kevin O'Conn stuff. And he died a really long time too. I love Kevin O'Conn. I was obsessed with that Facebook. The Faces Ugh, book. Jesus Christ. I used to look through that obsessively yeah. and want to do all those looks. Um, yeah, I feel like... I feel like those lines continue sometimes. I don't know about hers. Um, hers wasn't as big as Kevin Aquam, but I think... Oh, makeup kit. Does she still have the makeup kit? Yeah, there are some. There are some makeup kits. Wait, sorry. So so Pamela's saying that she's not doing makeup. She, I guess she never replaced her. That was her girl. Right. And she has not uh, found someone or doesn't do Aww. it herself. Um. I'm seeing someone here. I bought the entire Alexis Vogel makeup kit, the book, and the DVD. It's like an Instagram post. Dude, I wanted it. Yeah, it came with the DVD. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at this kit, Million Dollar Face Kit by Alexis Vogel. It, I think you can still buy it, but it it's not cheap. How much is it? $262. Ugh. So, I mean, I think it comes with... I want um, it. <laughs> Ravishing Cosmetics, I think, is her brand. Um. Anyway... Yeah, I mean, I had another stupid story, but I don't feel like doing it. Just I could just I could just talk about Alexis Vogel for another thirty minutes. To be completely honest, what was her other? Who were her other clients? I see a picture of Paris, so maybe she did her too. I don't remember her other clients, but it was all about Pamela Anderson, and I remember from the infomercials that like I don't remember if Pam was in the infomercials, but it would show her doing Pam's makeup like at events or whatever, right? Or, um. And then it would, she'd bring in like real women and then give them makeovers. And they always, the one thing I remember from the infomercial is these women always look drastically different afterwards. Well, because that look is very, um, 
flawless, airbrushed, it quality was, skin. It was right? all about the airbrushing look. Oh, damn. This is so they do still sell them. This kit is really large and it is $500. <gasps> uh, you can get it in light, medium, and dark. Those are like the skin tones. I really want to buy this kit. It comes with a ton of shit. Like it's, you know, it's not just one look. You're getting a lot of stuff here. I mean, makeup, I probably have well over $500 worth of makeup. Uh, I'm always apprehensive though. Well, I don't, I'm, here's, Oh shit. There's like literally like 50 products in this. Oh, I'm always apprehensive though of face colors with three options. Because that light one is probably not light enough for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm just curious also about the quality of her makeup. I yes. wish I, I would love to get like an Alexis Vogel eyeshadow palette. Or maybe I just want to watch a tutorial on YouTube. I'm sure there's an Alexis Vogel. Tutorial. I probably have everything to do the look. Yeah, we have enough makeup. I God, I'm, You should do a tutorial. I always want to do makeup tutorials. You mean make your own? No, no, no. <laughs> Do them. Oh, oh. I have half-assedly done it, but really try. (laughs) It just never looks good for me. I feel like I used to be so much better at makeup when I was a teenager and I was always experimenting with my makeup. And now I just wear the, like, I don't wear a lot of makeup now and haven't for years. So I'm just like, I need someone else to do it for me. I want to do eyeshadow looks. That's like what I always want to do. Um... I want my next makeup look, my next going out look, I'm going to recreate the Pam Anderson eye. Oh yeah. This is my this is my on my to-do list. Uh, I love it. But anyway, Pam Anderson didn't wear makeup to Paris Fashion Week. And who gives a fuck? She's gorgeous. I love it. And I think more people should do no makeup looks. Speaking of fashion month, a lot of no makeup on the runways. No makeup on I mean no makeup, no makeup. No makeup makeup. Right. Minimal. Very minimal. Um, Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's good. I mean, it's fine. I I mean, I think it's fine for some shows because it's like part of the aesthetic. But to be honest, I do enjoy seeing a variety of like interesting uh, beauty looks. Yeah, of course. During Fashion Month. I don't think people were that happy with Fashion Month this year. I didn't see too much... uh, too many people talking about it. Well, the people I did see talking about it, I saw a scathing article in the cut, which I have saved, but I haven't read yet, <laughs> about like where is the um, where is the creativity and lamenting how so many houses were sort of looking to their archives. Oh, um, although I will say the YSL show, uh, excuse me, Saint Laurent, the Saint Laurent show was. Definitely a rehashing of the safari suit, and I wasn't unhappy about it. I think Anthony Vaccarello is doing great things with the line, but great. Other than that, I liked Gucci's return to minimalism. <laughs> Prada is always my favorite. Yeah, it does seem like uh, it was bigger. Hated Dior. Sorry. <gasps> No, look, John Galliano might have been a shitty guy, <laughs> but we're never going to get that level of glamour again. There were never going to. There were g- just so many iconic designers, especially like in the '90s, who had these huge personalities and shows. 
Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I just feel like, where is the glamour? Yeah. Where is the where glamour? is the glamour? That's the name of your review of Fat Paris Fashion Week in Vogue. Where is the glamour? Yeah. Uh, where- <laughs> <laughs> That's not to say there weren't looks this fashion month that I didn't absolutely love, but. I, there wasn't, I can't think of anything where I was like, <gasps> like gasp. Right. Um, Maybe I'm just being a bitch. Speaking of gasping, I saw like a, like whatever throwback post of the dress that Nicole Kidman wore to the Oscars by the, the chartreuse. The silk. Galliano for Dior. Yeah. One of the that best. Is, I was like, that's my favorite dress of all time. It's one of, I it, love it. It is my favorite Oscars dress of all time. It's so gorgeous. It's one of. Like, that's a gasp dress when I saw it. I was like, oh, my God. I, I mean, it is. I think it's agreed upon that yeah. it's, like, one of the most important dresses ever made. Right. Anyway, we should take a break, and we will be back shortly. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. Desi, what are you listening to this week? Well, I did on our um, 
Mysteries in the Macabre episode. That's at patreon.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. At the the $10 (laughs) tier. We were talking about haunted houses, and I mentioned a podcast from the magazine House Beautiful that is a combination of true crime, paranormal, and architecture. I had forgotten the name of it, but I wanted to say that it is called Dark House, and you can obviously find that wherever you get your podcast. And uh, some people have already listened to it in the um, Discord and seem to be liking it. They did say they're not as um, raunchy as us. Well, So, I mean, that's a hard bar to pass. But it's still informative and entertaining. And if you are interested in that, maybe you can check it out. Do you have a pod? I don't have a pod this week, Uh, besides my usual recap pods, which there were plentiful. Right. Yeah. I've, I've, other than that one, I've been listening to the same old recaps. I finished up my Jeffrey McDonald podcast. Um, and I'm, uh, yeah, that's that for that. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll return to talking about what we're watching because SAG met with the AMTPT PTP. <laughs> Why I do can, I? I can never remember. I it. can never look. AMTNT. It's AMTNT. TMTPP. TMTPPP. Yeah. And negotiations are happening right now. We are hoping for a fair deal. And when a fair deal is reached, only then will we return to discussing film and television. But in the meantime... There's podcasts. There's podcasts. That we don't have recommendations. That we we never have recommendations (laughs) for. There's... um, We listen to Debbie Gibson at the gym, etc. Yeah. Um... But I, yeah, I do. So I'm happy I had one. I'm so <laughs> proud of you, Desi. I, yeah, yeah I, I was proud. I was like, ooh, I, can't I have e- a podcast recommendation. No, I can't even talk about the podcast I'm listening to because they're all um, like television related. Sorry. I mean, mine are too. Most of mine, at least. Um, yeah. Or sometimes I have politics ones I don't think anyone will like. So I don't really um, recommend them. Why won't they like them? I don't know. I did listen. <laughs> I don't know. I did listen to this one podcast that I I enjoyed called um, Know Your Enemy. So if you're conservative, it won't be your enemy. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it goes into people and things throughout history. And it's the thing I like about it is it's very informative, but not nonstop snark. Yeah. Which is nice. It's like, yeah, I want a history. I want to hear the... What they think. So it's like talking about... It does bios of people throughout history. Like Ronald Reagan. It might have like an Anita Bryant. It's more obscure uh, conservative thinkers. Mm. So not really Ronald Reagan. (laughs) Because he's he's not... Subtle shade, babes. (laughs) (laughs) Like the one I listened to was this um, anti-feminist woman named Midge... Descrat, I can't remember. She's like the mom of John Potteritz. Like she's in that movement of early. So she's very anti. Um, she her she, her primary anti thing was lesbians. She was very Freudian, and, and I was like, I'm sorry, ma'am, you're a lesbian. Wait, is she? she? Like, no, but she was so obsessed with it that it was like 
someone's clearly mad that, that you're not a lesbian. That they're not getting pussy. Like how? it was out of control because it was like comical how obsessed she was because everything she did was very Freudian. She was like of that era where she was like Freudian psychology pilled. But all she's, it's like, yeah, she's obsessed with lesbians and she allegedly doesn't like lesbians and, think, yes. and thinks they're morally wrong. But all she does is think about lesbians. Yes. I personally love lesbians. <laughs> I think lesbians are the backbone of society. And like she hated lesbians more than like gay men. Like that's how... Wait, wait, she hated them more than she hated gay men. Yes. Not that gay men hate lesbians. No, 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 no. She, which is like usually the opposite, especially for guys, right? They'll they'll be like, the gay men are the perverts or or whatever. Like they think lesbianism is like... They never had a good man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of misogyny and whatever. Uh, So there you go. If you want to listen to it, I thought it was pretty good. That's all I got. But what else are we doing? Food? Yeah, Desi, did you eat anything spectacular this week? Well, we did finally go together to Fluffy's. Well, yes, we did. We didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about... Desi, you finally went to Fluffy's. Well, I meant we as in together. We went together. (laughs) But you went for your first time to Fluffy's. So I got pistachio, which was really good. I really liked the chocolate as well. It was very rich, Mm. like a real chocolatey flavor. He, My brother told me that he wanted to make sure he used really good, high-quality... French chocolate. Oh, well, it's noticeable. It's very noticeable. The chocolate ice cream is very high quality. Yes. And I think I tried coffee as well. I think it's French. It's something European. You know what? Whatever it is, it's very uh, dark and chocolatey. It had a strong chocolate flavor, which I like. It's a good one. And I thought the pistachio was really good because sometimes pistachio can be weak. No, it's a good uh, this pistachio. This has a good, strong pistachio flavor, um, and I really liked it. And I also really loved the candied nuts. Mm. They were really added to the mix, so I highly recommend getting those. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. Did you like the brulee banana? Um, yeah, I liked it. Wow, that's a strong <laughs> endorsement. I think it's delicious, and sometimes I just, just want a brulee banana. Like, yeah. Just give me that. I I like I liked it all. Yeah. Um what else? I mean I wanna try a float. Yeah, that's I gotta I gotta do a float the next time I go there. I'm also I wish I had taken a piece of Brendan's cone because I wanted to try the cone. But the cone's time, good. Yeah, I wanna try the cone and I wanna get on those floats. Is there root beer or yeah. sarsaparilla? Oh. Um so yeah, I'm gonna try those the, next time. There's root beer. There's other sodas. You can make a variety of floats. Yes, and that there's also fun. coffee, and you can have an affogato. Did you have that? I haven't had that yet. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's all the food I got. I'm pretty sure. Um. Yeah. Did you have anything? Did I have anything good? I should have specified. I didn't have anything good except for when we went to Fluffy's slash Triple Bean Pizza. That yeah. was like a double header. That was we a had dairy heavy meal. It was so dairy heavy. First we had pizza at Triple Beam, and then we waddled over to Fluffy's, and luckily, it was close. Luckily, it was the next door down. 
I love that sausage pizza so much it's at Triple It's so B. good. It is my favorite. It is sausage, fresh fennel, mm. goat cheese. I think so. Is it goat cheese? I think it's a mix of goat and something. It's goat and what other cheese. A mild white. It might be mozzarella. It might be mozz. I just love that fennel. Those little fronds. There's like fresh fennel fronds. Oh my God, it's so good. Um, mum, 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 mum. Now, yeah, I did. Um, Do you have any food aspirations for this week? I did make Caesar salad last night. And by the way, many Caesar salads do use Dijon. It may not be the classic recipe, but I looked up a lot of recipes. And my recipe uses a little Dijon. I don't use anchovies, though. So mm. I think it helps get you some flavor. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I did make a Caesar salad last night, and I had some day-old baguette, and I made homemade croutons. Yum. And they were fucking good. Homemade croutons are delicious. Homemade (laughs) homemade croutons are worth it, honestly. They're not even that hard. They're so easy to make. You just cube some old, old bread, and you put it in the oven and toast it with some olive oil on it. And the, the hardest thing about making them is burning them. Because you have to keep your eye. On you got to you got to keep your eye on those croutons. Yeah, but it's so worth it. It's the same thing with stuffing. Just make your own stuffing. No, these these croutons were like addictive. Like mm. I ate like a bunch of them before I put them in the salad. They were so good. Um, so yeah, that's my exciting salad. I I, I miss I, every once in a while. I'm like I, I want a salad. <laughs> I've been okay. So speaking of salad, because I've been thinking about salad this week. Uh, I've been thinking about this Chinese chicken salad that was at this now permanently closed Chinese restaurant in San Francisco called Mike's. And they do have a Chinese chicken salad that's similar to it at Harmony. Okay. In strawberry. Oh yeah. It is not a sweet Chinese chicken salad. Right. It is savory and it is Chinese mustard based. Mm. It is very difficult, if not impossible, at least in my search, to find a recipe online for non-sweet Chinese chicken salad. So every recipe that I came across when I was fucking around and not working on my episode yesterday, Mm. that's what I did. (laughs) I went and do a Chinese chicken salad K-hole yesterday. Yeah. Every single recipe online that I saw has sugar, honey, fucking mandarin oranges, like yeah. and like all these sweet elements. Elements in it, which is fine because I understand that that is like the traditional americanized or american chinese cuz chinese chicken salad is is a, is an american creation, right? Yes. I understand that it's traditionally like a very sweet and sour dressing. Right. And people use a variety of different things in the salad. There's sometimes you get those slimy mandarin oranges, Ooh. which people like. Not for me, but people like them in the salad. And yeah. I understand that's very popular. Um, the wonton strips or the chow mein noodles, mm-hmm. or sometimes it's the rice sticks. Yeah. But this salad. You have you had the salad at Harmony? I have, but I don't remember. It's thinking one way or the other about it's it. It's sesame oil, hot Chinese mustard. 
in the dressing. Yeah. It's spicy. It's a spicy and savory salad. And I've been thinking about that because I something I want to try and recreate. And I was looking to see if there were any recipes online for a non-sweet Chinese chicken salad, and I couldn't find one. Did you search hot mustard? Yes, I did. And every hot and the hot mustard that came up, the hot mustard Chinese chicken salad that came up was Wolfgang Puck's chinois chicken salad, which I do like. Did that that uses hot mustard? It does, but it also uses sugar in the dressing. Right. So it is a sweet Chinese chicken salad. Right. I mean, I feel like you just got to start making samples. I got to start experimenting and with doing this. your little charts. Each one, mm. one cup of this. Like you have your measurements. <laughs> I love hot Chinese mustard. Oh my God. It's it is. so good. I had some the other day because I got an egg roll. Oh. And I like to dip it in um, hot mustard instead of the sweet sauce. You don't see it enough these days. And the, it's always in, my in a little container. And I'm trying to shove that egg roll. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you just get the tip. <laughs> I I took such a big bite of it that it did the wasabi nose clear thing. Where did you get an egg roll from? From my local Chinese place, oh, Golden Dragon. I that love is that a place. classic Chinese place and it's really good. I love that place. Yeah. So, yeah, I was like, I love Chinese. I need, I should have some of that on hand. I need to buy it. I have powdered dry mustard at my house and I've made right mustard out of it before and it's pretty comparable, but I I mean, I don't know if that's like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I've never. I don't think I've ever bought it, which is weird. Like a jar of. I need to go to a Chinese market. Soon. Yeah, let's go. Let's we go need this some ingredients. Week. We gotta go. We'll be back soon. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.